0: dad was like diagnosed with cancer that just really opened up that like you know at some point we all will die so like really trying to figure out the things that make this life count. Mm
1: Once upon a time, there were tens of thousands of makers struggling. Every day, they built for hours and hours, but didn't ship and didn't earn enough income. One day, the No Code Wealth podcast came to help them find a way. Because of this, makers became founders and earned the money they deserve. Because of this, founders can have growth, freedom, and wealth. Wealth of time wealth of impact, wealth of family and relationships, as well as financial wealth. True wealth is what I'm really all about. And this journey has been full of ups and downs for me. Hello, my name is Abdulaziz and from being a poor boy born to a single mother in North Africa with no money, no connections, only hard work, persistence, and even more hard work, to an Ivy League business graduate with a great job. Still, I've lost everything twice, but I refuse to give up. So now I'm rebuilding my life one more time, 1% a day. And now I'm privileged to interview hundreds of amazing people from members of the Forbes Technology Council google executives amazon microsoft linkedin executives to financial times reporters and people from harvard university cambridge stanford even the vatican church and congressional candidates and decorated veterans or just beginners wishing to make a difference in this world all are welcome here And thank you all so much for the support. After all this hard work of publishing a new interview every day, this podcast now is ranking nicely on Apple in the entrepreneurship category. Top 200 in San Francisco. Top 100 in Australia. Top 100 in Singapore. Top 60 in Germany. Top 50 in Canada. Top 50 in the United Kingdom and top in many other places. So please. Share this podcast with one new person today, because when they listen to this podcast, they'll be in very good hands. And if you are interested in my marketing or podcast mentoring services, send me an email to mentor at storybonding.com. Now, let's begin. My guest today is Lola Ojabawale. From Dartmouth College to being a Venture Scout at Indie.VC to now a Fellow at OnDeck, Lola is the founder at Launchpale Labs, a digital product studio that builds, helps build, and invests in products that matter, powered by no and low code. And they have been in places like Product South, The Buildies, and Atlanta Business Radio to date, They've helped over a dozen founders and SMEs get to v one of their products. Lola, how are you today?
0: I am doing wonderful. Thank you so much for bringing me on the podcast, Aziz.
1: I am happy, excited, and I will begin with my favorite new question, which is this. Lola, these days, this period, what seems to be the thought that keeps on persisting on your mind that demands to be thought about to be improved on something to be fixed or something that is just important for you.
0: Ooh, that is such a such a great question. I think for me some things that really rank high are just like I think we're in this cool moment where folks are able to create jobs and money and sort of um, kind of careers for them for themselves, with a lot of what's happening with technology, and so that is very interesting to me. And I think about that a lot. Um, economic equity, um, like the future of of working and meaningful work, I think are are some of the things that are are really big big on my mind
1: these days. Thank you that we're in a time where people can create their own jobs, economic equity and that we can create something that wasn't possible before and people can have independence and even autonomy thanks to the new technologies is this correct
0: yeah exactly yeah i think that's you you summed it up quite nicely but the, those sort of topics get me really really jazzed as i think about like some of the future
1: yes and those topics get you jazzed it means even neurologically that something in your childhood or formative years or teen years there was a story where equity wasn't like it was something you noticed wasn't there and that drove you to pursue it and i mean specifically economic equity and autonomy do you have such story that is the origin story as they say for superheroes that launched you on this path Ooh,
0: absolutely! Yeah, I think um, a lot of sort of how I grew up and and coming of age um, definitely influences the activities that I'm engaged in now. So, kind of to to give the background, there um, grew up in the Washington D.C. area uh, to a family of hustlers. Like both of my parents um, were like entrepreneurs, always trying sort of like different business ventures and financial success was something that was talked about often um, of like that is like a goal of like education and um, kind of like things that you should like aspire to. So a lot of just like me growing up and kind of going through school, like the, the constant conversation was always like, make sure you go get good grades so you can like go to a good school and like get a good job. And I think for me sort of like what changed my perspective on a lot of those things were kind of going through those steps and then finding myself five years into a career that was like, oh, I guess it should be everything that I want, I should be doing or I want to be doing, but not feeling fulfilled. And I think sort of to make a long story short, and we can definitely dig in more deeply here, is one of the really, really big trigger points for me was um, when my dad was like diagnosed with cancer, that just really opened up that like, you know, at some point we all will die. So like really trying to figure out the things that make this life count, so from those experiences, like the, the saying, like memento mori, like remember you will die, sort of like influences sort of like some of the bets and risks that I'm taking now and kind of stepping off like what might be a more traditional path.
1: Thank you. So what I heard is this, you grew up in D.C. in a family of hustlers who valued a lot financial success and were involved in various kinds of business ventures and they always told you get great grades so that you have that career that will give you the financial stability and what happened is two things at least you went through that career path and five years later you found what in hinduism they refer to in the bhava gita that you will be unhappy succeeding in the path that is no, not yours and you'll be happy failing in your own path and that is a true measure of happiness so you notice it's not what you expected or as they say you know what is worse than not getting what you want it's getting it. So you got what you thought will make you happy. It didn't. And then your father got diagnosed with cancer. So you kept on thinking about how time is finite, that life is a treasure something truly valuable. We shouldn't squander or waste on things that are not meaningful or happy. And we should live our lives as Hagakure, the samurai, will say. Imagine you already lived but you had a second chance you already died but had a second chance at life live that way so that is your memento mori and you try to live every day as if you had a second lease at life remembering that it will end so might as well make it the best and that informs a lot of your decisions about life and business is this correct
0: Oh yeah, no. I, I think your your summary works quite well there, but absolutely. Um, I think yeah, you summed it summed it up great of memento mori and um, time is finite. So like, since we know our time will end, better do something. Better at least enjoy it. At least so yeah, definitely.
1: Thank you, and can you speak a bit more about that? Because what happens for many people is that they die with their songs and their heart, or many people even in the no-code community are spending thousands of hours building something and never get to that point of shipping it and launching it. They go, they create, and they don't even think. They think, okay, when it's ready, I'll release it, but they don't understand that even mathematically, perfection is uh, not something we can attain we can always do better and better and there is never an end to improvement it's much better to release it and get the feedback about what people truly want to improve it in the right way not living up to some ideal perfect um, thing of your product that would probably fail because it came from imagination but that's a secondary thing i mean about the belief what beliefs can you impart on listeners who might be hesitant or not really living fully that if you share those beliefs, they will take more of a stand for their life and their finite time and make decisions like you? And what beliefs do you think you had before you had this realization maybe they might have? So you speak about the before, what you believed that was may be wrong or misguided and i'm using those are very strong words but yeah. time is so valuable we have to say it like that i nothing is worse than wasting a life so what was happening before and what beliefs did you have now that are the new beliefs that guide your decisions that you can explain in detail and listeners can learn from and benefit mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Ooh, um also a really really great and like deep question there. And I think for me it's absolutely been like a, a transfer like mation of mindset over the past couple of years. Um and kind of like deprogramming myself from like one, the expectations of others to like what might seem like the the thing I should be doing from like a societal standpoint. Um but I can talk about like the before and I think I touched on it a little bit, but I was, like, very much um, really, like, whatever seemed like the, the the status quo thing that I should be doing would be, like, the thing um, that I would sort of, like, attempt to do. And I think even a lot of my earlier decisions were much, very much colored by that. So, like, from the school that I ultimately decided to do, to go to, was very much, like, a decision, sort of like influenced by that status quo, even to my major for like an extent, because I studied math and engineering. And though I do really enjoy math, like it was somewhat colored by the fact that I thought maybe that would give me better like job prospects. To like the first job that I that I took um, was very much colored by um, what I thought would be the opportunities there, and and kind of like some of the the salary, and and really for me like the wake up call like i think the knowledge of like oh like someone you love deeply like potentially like dying like that that person not like existing anymore really just put to the forefront to me of like the things that actually matter and kind of to to your earlier points too about like hinduism and like you know getting the happiness of um, to realize it's not necessarily <laughs> All like the thing that will make you happy, um, and so that was really, I think, a very big like eye opener and like turning point for me because like before I just had thought of my life as a very linear line. Like yes, even even before um, kind of quitting my job, which I was at previously, and like I I left like right before coronavirus, I think February 2020. I was like on a path that I would definitely like be go- getting my MBA, not because necessarily I, I think MBAs are fine if you want to get an MBA. Um, but for me, it was a decision that was very much driven by what I should be doing and what I thought I was supposed to be doing. Um, so I think one, events that of like, just like, you know, dealing with like the, the prospect of, yeah, I think of death was really eye opening to me. And so that was like, like, I think a life changing perspective. And then outside of that, to sort of, kind of help with those beliefs and um, help change my mindset, I did like, I feel like I read like a ton of self help books, but some things that really, really helped me were, um, and some folks talk about this, it's like such an old, old video and tapes, but no Limit Person by Dr. Wayne Dwyer. Um it's like either like an 80s or 90s um book or audiobook. And it's just like a bunch of tapes that like talk about how to sort of like take ownership of more like outcomes and like what you feel about your life and how You know, the things that we think are mandatory are actually not mandatory. And we have like the options to choose to do those things. Examples could be like, you know, maybe interacting with family who you don't want to interact with. Like you don't have to necessarily feel like those things are a choice. Um, And so literally like the six months, six to eight months before me actually getting like the courage to put in my notice and leave my job. I was listening to those tapes probably like all day, every day, um, and just really trying to like instill some of those concepts. But it's still a journey for me. I think I still feel the pull of like, oh, like, you know, should I be, am I like meeting expectations? Should I be doing what other people expect of me? Um, But remembering that we all will die (laughs) definitely helps knock that right out of me.
1: Thank you and even more importantly to people who are hesitating to try what happened like you said the family member who has cancer well if you don't try to succeed seriously rather than be hesitant about it who will take care of that person and pay for those expensive cancer bills and be the support they need during that time if you're not willing To try and figure out what works and what doesn't and that begins by shipping and having the courage to take the step forward into the unknown or as carlos castaneda says uh, in there there is a character that says jump into the abyss it's not as far as you think so the fear is way way worse before but that's a secondary point just to remind people that the more valuable you become by also following your heart, of course, and doing what you love, the more valuable you become to your family members and those you love when they will need you and to your point about the expectations of people, the status quo. There is this study they did, which is a bit sad, but so I always try to think about it when relating to what you mentioned the status quo and the expectations and what society says is the right thing to do they had a group of monkeys and what they did they brought the first one and they put bananas on top of a ladder and when that monkey goes tries to go up the ladder they shocked him with a shock i hope it wasn't you know um, (laughs) harmful too much or whatever but let's uh, focus on what happens so that monkey tries one two three times and then learned helplessness sets in and doesn't try anymore they put a second monkey who sees a banana and goes running and what they do is they electrocute both the monkey watching and the monkey trying the three times uh, so they stop and then they bring a third monkey. When that monkey goes to run, those two gang up on him and beat him up because they don't want to be electrocuted. Well, what they did is each time they introduced a new monkey, he goes running to the bananas and gets beat up. But they began taking out those early monkeys that got electrocuted. And now... What is left are monkeys who never suffered anything by going to the bananas, except other people beating them up. So if anyone comes in, they beat that person if they try to go to the bananas and no monkey knows why they're doing it. <laughs> they just saw other people doing it and they stopped them from eating the tasty, delicious bananas. And that became, became the status quo, the expectation. And what society tells you, you should or shouldn't do and there is a great book that has a title first break all the rules well many of those rules by society are either outdated or are by people who heard something from someone who told them not to do something and they took it as gospel and but in reality it's meaningless and it's stopping you from having the tasty bananas when all Mm -hmm. the monkeys who suffered are left or died and what are left are people who never even tried so that's my contribution to this what are your thoughts did this trigger any thought in your head and please share because those tapes that you mentioned from dr Dwayne dwyer those are really really cool so did this trigger any thoughts in your head
0: oh yes definitely like Absolutely love that characterization you have, of sort of like the, the, the monkeys and the bananas. And I think, yeah, there's a lot of things that, yeah, like ways in which we can make ourselves unhappy because... We, we, we're doing what we we sup- were supposed to do instead of what we really want to do. When in reality, like you could probably do what you want to do and choose those consequences of doing them. Um, and I think even if you decide not to still do what you want to do, just having that mindset or like that, like approach that like, you know, oh, this is going to be a boring party, but I'm going to do this because my parents want me to go. And it is important for me to like, you know, make them happy, like just even that, Sort of perspective helps, and one thing that you did say that really kind of sparked something, sp- sparked a comment is especially on like the shipping and like for folks who are in no code and maybe they're hesitant to share their ideas or share their products or you know they have an idea of like a a, a product and they're hesitant to to build it or, or ship it. I think something that's really helps me to conceptualize those things is that people's memories are actually very, very short. And so that's just something that I like keep in, keep in mind that and sort of like power law, like, yes, if I share something to the world and it sucks and people think it's stupid and they like heckle me for it, it's not like so long as I'm not doing anything like unethical, it's not something that would like necessarily like live on forever And even more importantly, even if my first thing kind of sucks, likely by the time I get to try number 300, it's going to suck less. And no one's going to say like, oh, like it's three years later and now you're actually shipping things that are great and are interesting and are good products. And I remember when you used to ship like things that are bad, like people are generally not going to care about those things. And so I think that has helped me at least sort of free myself from the freedom of the fear in the moment, because that moment is so fleeting. And, you know, five years down the line, 10 years down the line, 20 years down the line, no one's actually going to care. So um, if you can get over that, I think, initial hump of, oh, maybe this might be scary now, but it won't be scary later. um, That has been very freeing for me
1: thank you and to mention a topic that is controversial today and of the day or du jour as the french will say but dr seuss you mentioned that those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind so (laughs) that's what you're (laughs) yeah it's it's absolutely a wonderful saying and to you you mentioned something specific you said that memento mori and time influences the decisions you make in business and in life can you speak more in detail about that how do you make decisions differently what kind of decisions and criteria do you go for and more details maybe listeners will adopt that mindset and practical way of decision making that will be beneficial to them
0: you mm-hmm. that's that's also a great question and it's um like, it, it's something that my, like, conscious brain definitely, like, recognizes of, like, oh, like, this is how I should be or how I want to be thinking about things. But absolutely, sometimes my subconscious with, like, the fear-driven parts can can creep in. Um, and I think for me, in terms of that idea of, like, memento Mori and, and time probably differs a little bit from like a personal context and a business context. And I can talk about both. I think on the personal side of things, it's like anything that I fundamentally don't want to do, I don't have to do is kind of the, some of the um, like thoughts around that. Because um, I think like previously, I just had so many, but like, I should do this or I should be doing this or I, sh- I should, I should, I should, I should, I should. I should. Um, when in a personal context, I, I try now to just be honest with what I actually want to be devoting my energy to because time is so finite, whether that's like, oh, like maybe this friendship isn't worthwhile anymore. Like I don't have to necessarily stay with this friendship just because we've been friends for a long time or because I should, or because they know my mom or, and any of those, uh, any of those things, like we have that kind of agency to do obviously within some bounds, like what we want. Um, And then another kind of like heuristic I'll, I'll I'll add in there. It's like, you know, if I, if I took this chance and it didn't work out, will I care in five years? And a lot of times um, the answer is, No, uh so I think that helps me put it into a filter as well in a business context um I'm a little bit like I guess more 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 nuanced and like strategic with kind of like how I'm thinking about running lunch pail labs and and things like that um because we are sort of like serving people like outside of ourselves but even still like whether it's um something small like oh, like a, a podcast or like, should you even be talking about this kind of like creative capital investing or should you even be sort of trying to do like own product stuff? I, I put some of that through that lens of a uh, lens of time and lens of, you know, if I tried it and it failed, is this going to be like a, like, you know, how would I feel about it in five years? And most of the time I'd feel fine. So might as well give it, a, give it a try
1: thank you and those are very important but i want to focus on one which i believe is absolutely critical which is people like you said i will mention three things actually one actually people influence us in a way that is beyond belief we're not just like a stoic piece of a person that is not permeable to anything we're Um, permeable to what other people around us say think believe and that becomes our expectation and the standard by which we live even subconsciously so surrounding us ourselves by the right people and taking out the wrong people from our lives is absolutely critical and in many ways we're shackled down by them like that story of the crabs what they do when they uh, go and Uh, they're hunting for crabs etc they put them in a bucket that is open and they don't even worry about it because if any crab tries to escape the crabs that are there will pull it down back inside the bucket for it to be ready to be killed later and therefore if they all were together working and moving forward to escape it will be so easy to go but if one or two are pulling Whoever is trying to make it back down, they won't make it and they end up all dying at the same time. Or as one person said, the best thing you can do for people who aren't successful is to not be one of them. So <laughs> that is a really good thing. And even in systems theory, a system cannot exceed the amount of prosperity or success that is Uh, different from the environment that it's in that often the environment is the biggest determinant of your success if you're in the wrong environment and even further something we don't even realize that vampires for example although it's a cool story and everything but it's more of an emotional thing there are people who come and suck the life out of you and suck the positive energy and they dump onto you their negative energy negative thoughts etc and you end up uh, basically a dumpster (laughs) of all that negativity and of course you're poisoned by it and you cannot function uh, at the best level you can you cannot be as creative you can you cannot be as focused and productive as you can if you're surrounded either by people who put standards that bring you down or by people who criticize you when you try to make it rather than support you, or just negative people who come and dump on you their problems and their negative views and just use you to feel better, but all they're doing is weighing you down and making you unable to be make it. So that's what I believe. And to you, when did you realize the importance of having the right people and letting go of the wrong people? when did you realize this is valuable how did you realize it and what is the story or thought there because you mentioned this with really like deep sigh and emotions twice you mentioned even family members or people close to you that some people you might have to let go of them in order to live actually not just to succeed but to actually be alive rather than be Walking like a zombie, dead, but you're doing nothing except rotting, waiting for death, which is really horrible.
0: Oh yeah, no, that uh, definitely, yeah, d- definitely don't want to to rot and, and wait for death for sure. Um, and I mean, honestly, in terms of what were some of the, the the trigger points? I think really, even going on this journey of like you know being an ind like sort of like more indie professional. Um, You know, working on my own things, like when I decided that I was going to sort of switch gears and take a different path. Not everyone in my life was very, not everybody was like. Some people were supportive, sure, but not everybody was supportive. And um, there are certainly some people who like let me know that I was making like the biggest mistake. And oh, why would I ever do something like that? Um, And so, for me, it came a little bit out of necessity um just because i think it's really hard uh to to kind of go out on your own and then have also the and not at least believe in what you're doing and being around those people who do not believe can just wear down your own conviction and sort of self confidence that you can make something happen um so i think in 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 those regards like i had to really limit some of my like interaction with with folks and even even still like in the some of the like beginning like when i first started one thing that i felt like i needed to do was to be in like all of the startup programs and all of the programs around entrepreneurship and all of the support groups and some were great and some really didn't work for me because they were very negative as like as experiences and so another example of like you know some things that at least for me that I thought were like required that like, Oh, like this is what you're supposed to be doing. Like if you don't, if you can't find like tons of mentors in this group or like, you know, like you, that's like your next step type things, um, are totally like optional and, um, optional for you to actually do, especially if it doesn't work for you. But, um, to like answer your question directly, really, like the biggest, I think the biggest eye opener has been sort of stepping off the like, escalator and kind of going my own, own way. There's some people who are not very <laughs> supportive of that and would make it known that they think I should be doing an MBA or they think I should be doing X or Y or Z or X thing. So
1: thank you and it's not even their place because they have their life they can decide there and do whatever they wish to do and to yours you have your own life and that's it so for you since you are deciding and you're making decisions about your life which means that you have a vision you have an expectation of a future or a reality that is yours that is somewhat of your vision, dream, goal, etc. If you were to share that and share, what is your ideal, perfect vision? That if you could create and the world and the universe conspired to help you, what would that be?
0: Ooh, also a really, really great question. I feel like it's something I'm still very much like to to be frank and to be honest, like figuring out like where 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 is this all going to lead like what is the what is the end game and i think um some things that have changed for me like recently it's just like yeah i mean like you know valuing a little bit more of like living over um oh like this is my like life's purpose to do this thing in this world um but enjoying some more of the of the moment i think Especially when I was more so on like a traditional, more traditional path, I was always thinking about okay, like I'm gonna do this now, and then in ten years this is going to be this, and in thirty years it's going to be maybe like this, and you know, like of some very, 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 very long plans. And I think now I'm enjoying just like being here, like in life, like being like yeah just like experiencing life um and i like as far as like lunch pail labs goes um i think this idea of like i'm really expi- inspired by um just like al- alternatives to 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 working so the things some of the things that companies like gumroad and and basecamp and a lot of those other companies have um developed with, like, creating, like, economic institutions that have opinions and um, maybe prioritize, like, people and um, over what's trendy or over profit and having just, like, a good life, like, outside of maybe the thing that you do. I see that as part of the vision and I see helping other people in different ways, kind of Realize that because I think if you look at the statistics, it's something like seventy percent of people don't even like the jobs that they're at, and we spend so much time working, like to to not be fulfilled in that way um, or fulfilled for the majority of your time, uh, seems like a seems like a sham. So, part of what gets me so excited about how you may ten, maybe it's fifteen, maybe it's twenty years how people will be able to provide for like themselves in ways that are actually like authentic to what they want to be doing and not necessarily um, have to subscribe to like, Oh, like either you're doing a venture backed startup or you're working in corporate um, type, type, type models and things like that.
1: Thank you. That reminds me of uh, Henry David Thoreau's quote that the masses of people live a life of quiet desperation and that's what you mentioned when you said people are doing that corporate thing where they hate their job and if you're spending one-third or well half or more of your day doing something you hate of course the rest of the time that negativity will stick to you and you'll stay in a negative state that turns into an unhappy life and life is too precious is too high a price to pay for anything like that and what you mentioned about earlier thinking in 10 years i'll do x and in 35 years i'll have y that is even worse and because you're training your brain to not be happy now but to be happy to wait for happiness and what happens they did even research on this if you're not happy with 20 bucks in your pocket with 20 dollars in your bank account you cannot be happy with 20 million because people who say i'll be happy when i have a hundred thousand dollars and then when they have it they're like oh it's not a million when i'll make a million when they make a million they think look that other person made five i'm not happy i'll wait to till five and then they make it to five they think, no, when I'll make it to 10, and then they die. (laughs) And and that's, that's what happened. They died waiting to be alive while remembering that the small things of life, or even if you take it scientifically, there is a book called The Winner Effect, which is that for you to train your brain to be happy and to think like a winner, celebrate small wins. Yes, Today, you finished one task that is better than zero. Celebrate that. Be happy. Be proud of yourself. Maybe you didn't finish that task, but you took care of yourself and show have shown yourself self-love. That's worthy of praise and appreciation. It's a small win and stack those wins every day and suddenly your life is happy because you fell in love with the process and the process is the majority of life life is a journey it's not a destination at all even those people who make it many of the entrepreneurs when they say okay my goal is to have um a 10 million a year business or to get vc funding and then when they arrive there they're like is this it Did I do it all for this? Why? Because if you're an unhappy person, when you arrive there, you are there as well, that unhappy person. You just have a larger bank account. So take care of yourself. Care for your happiness. Be present. Celebrate even the delicious salad that you might have. Or if you're more on the ice cream side, (laughs) get a a delicious gelato. Enjoy it. And why not? It's a pleasure of life that reminds you uh, not just to rush through it to get back to work, but to enjoy it, to cherish it, to think, wow, I get to be alive. There are people who died, who are dying right now, who I could be one of them. So might as well be alive, enjoy it while it lasts because it doesn't last forever. That's the truth about life. And of course, it's about, I love this saying, live every day as if you're going to die tomorrow, but also live for. Tomorrow, as if you're gonna live forever. So, you live both thinking of the long term but remembering the short term. That is my belief. And for you, even further, how do you try to enjoy and get back into presence and to cherish and enjoy the moment? Do you do activities like yoga and meditation? Do you keep on playing those tapes and maybe newer ones that are more relevant to you? Do you have like a bracelet or a board a vision board where you put on it enjoy this moment remember this day make this day count and uh with happiness be happy now or serenity now like that seinfeld episode or how do you remind yourself and put into practice the practice of being present and enjoying the moment more
0: Ooh, um another another wonderful question like for me so I've been doing this for a couple of years now, but I actually keep a gratitude journal um, and it's something that I do every night. I list 10 things in my life from the day um, that I, I'm grateful for. And I think that and just like generally like noticing helps me immediately bring myself to the moment. Like, you know, right now I'm in my apartment, I'm in my room, I really love my gray wall that's on the side. I have like this really big plant behind me, like just actually like really sort of savoring some of the, the sensory experiences of being alive. Whenever I feel like I'm somewhere else, I feel like I used to be like much more in my head a lot. Like I would always be oh, like, what, what are we doing tomorrow? Like what's next week? Oh, we got this project. Oh, what we're doing over here <laughs> that I just was like, not even present. Um, So those two things just noticing my environment and even more so like I, I f- fundamentally believe that like gratitude journals man like those can really like change a life because um, yeah once you kind of to what you mentioned about if you're not if you're only looking at the des- destination um not enjoying the process not enjoying the I mean I feel like the process the journey is the thing it's not the end that That's the thing. So that really helps me with that.
1: Thank you. And I agree with you because it's not about achievements and things and getting VC backed or even getting a successful product. It's the person you are becoming every day, someone that you're proud of, that at the end of the day, you can look at yourself in the mirror and think, I have lived today and I have left something good for my future self. So it's the balance of thinking today was meaningful. I spent time with those I love. I had meaningful conversations with great people. I took care of myself, and I spent time investing in my future. So I am balanced, and I am proud of this person. And that is really the state to spend this journey on, rather than a state of escaping the now and saying, I will live when. I will live when this happens, when X, Y, Z happens, which is not being alive. It's just running the rat's race. And it's more in our head because we can change and decide to be alive. And being alive comes from looking around, like you said, realizing we're in this moment. So let's make the most of it. And Lola, since you read thousands of self-help books and you know a lot about that, if you could listen to your heart when it comes to self-development, and it's a field I love and all my life I spent studying it, but in many ways, self-help should be put into practice rather than become somewhat of of an entertainment where people use it like Netflix where they read a book and they think, wow, that was tasty. Let me move on to the next one. And it becomes more of an addiction and gluttony, where they become fat with the ideas of uh, self-help, but thin in action. So to you, if you would listen to your heart now about some practical piece of advice that the world needs to hear and that your heart wishes to share what would you share that the that the listeners would benefit from
0: also um another really wonderful question and i think on that um when you said uh you said something about like it, it's more about like who you want to be and i think starting from there um if i were to give any any advice and starting from there like who is the per- like um one one thing that i have um, cuz i have a sticky note sort of bored in my like place where I do work and one of them is um I one of them says imagine your highest self and show up as her um and so I think that continual kind of evolution of like being the person who you most want to be and through like those actions putting you know steps and kind of like buckets and points towards more becoming that person and reading on that topic that I think is phenomenal and has also been very, like, life-changing for me, honestly, is um, really popular, like, Atomic Habits by James Clear. Like, I think even knowing that that's the journey helps to move away all of the other things that you can't control, like, outcomes, I can try to do things to maybe raise, like, to build a successful product, but at the end of the day, I don't control my customers and what they do. Um, I could try to do things to, I don't know, grow this massive business, but at the end of the day, like, I don't control things outside of me, but, like, if you have that goalpost of, like, oh, like, really what the, like, really, I'm just moving my steps towards becoming the best version of myself as possible. And that's what all of this is maybe in service of. um, I think it helps to feel proud of the journey and feel satisfied with just trying.
1: I love that. Be, feel proud of the journey and feel satisfied with just trying. And it's absolutely a wonderful way To think about it, that you should reward yourself for the trying, of course, without using it as a clutch or an excuse to say, "Oh, I have tried." Yes, it's like that. Tony Robbins. I remember there is a beautiful story where he was speaking with someone who said, "I've tried everything," and he told him, "Okay, did you try a hundred different ways?" The person said, "No." He said, "Okay, fifty ways." The person said, "No." He said, "How many?" things did you try 10 different ways the person said no so he said how uh, how many things did you try he said three well then you didn't try everything well reward yourself while you put another step forward and another step forward but not forgetting to take care of yourself and love yourself no matter what it's being full and happy now and choosing to become better rather than coming from a place of lack where there is a hole that you're trying to fill with these achievements and success because that is a black hole that never that eats everything and it's never satisfied you have to love yourself and choose to become better rather than have the compulsion of needing to become better because there is something in yourself that you dislike and you think that you can mask it with achievement or progress, which is the wrong way because it's not fixing the fundamental problem at all. And this went into a deeper psychological way rather than focusing on business. But I believe that very much. Do you have any concluding remarks as well as if people want to connect with you to learn more about your work and what you do, What links and social media and maybe website would you like to share? And I'll make sure to write it in the description.
0: Oh, definitely. Um, So in terms of concluding thoughts, I mean, this has been such a wonderful conversation. I do love the the different approach because I feel like I'm always just talking about like no code tools. So very refreshing to talk about more of like mindset and perspective and, and things like that. In terms of how to reach me, um, the the website uh, that sort of that I mentioned for my company, Lunchpail Labs, is www.lunchpalelabs.com. Again, www.lunchpalelabs.com. And then I'm really active on Twitter, so always love to chat with people through Twitter. Um, definitely feel free to to contact me through there. Um, my handle is Ojabawale, uh, Ojabawalola, actually. So it's O J A B O W A L O L A
1: Thank you. I'll make sure to write it in the description. It was my privilege, my pleasure, and I wish you a great day, Lola.
0: Okay, thank you. Have a great one. Mm-hmm.